Welcome to the Prairie Heights Podcast. Thanks for listening today. I hope it motivates you. I hope it builds your faith and helps you connect with Christ and a church family here at Prairie Heights. Enjoy the message. Hey, Prairie Heiders. It is good to be together today. I'm so fired up for what God has in store for you. I'm really excited for the challenge that I believe today is going to be as we think about what it looks like to continue to lead the way, to continue to lead the way at home, to continue to lead the way at work, and today we're going to talk about leading the way in our community. Uh, Before we get to that, this last winter and spring, my husband Kyle and I, we opened up our home to college students and young adults, and we hosted a group through Prairie Heights, and it was so fun to get to know each and every one of them. And through that time, we always do a serve week. And so when serve week happened at Prairie Heights, and I got ready to tell our college students and young adults the options that we had, there was an option on a Tuesday night to go to Fix It Forward. And if you haven't heard about Fix It Forward in our local community, it's a car repair shop, but they also are a nonprofit. And so what their nonprofit ministry is, is that they get cars that are donated to them, or they look for cars that they can easily repair. They repair the small repairs that need to be done. They clean them out real nice, and then they give them out to people who need transportation. It's incredible. Awesome what they do. And so when I told our group, hey, we've got this opportunity to fix it forward where you can do some repairs, some cleaning of cars, I wasn't sure how it was going to land with this audience. And they were all like, yeah, I'd love to do that. It would be so good for me to learn how to repair a car. I was like, wow, you all are super mature. When I was that age and my dad asked me, hey, do you want to learn how to change a tire? I said, no, because then if it ever happens, I'd have to do it. And I never want to do it. So I just will never learn. I wasn't super mature back then. But uh, all these college students and young adults are like, yes, I would love to learn for myself how to do this. And I am telling you, I have volunteered at a lot of places. We had the best volunteer experience with Fix It Forward. And sure enough, they came alongside and they taught some of the students and young adults how to repair a car. And we cleaned a bunch. And At the end of our time together, one of the things that they said really stuck with me is is they said, we've got a bunch of cars sitting in the lot, and so we have a bunch of cars that are just waiting, just waiting to go out and be available for somebody. I said, well, what's stopping you from getting them out sooner? And they said, volunteers. Like, that's it. Volunteers to come and to do a few things with the people that they have so they can get them out quicker. At the same time, about a month later, I was uh, scrolling through social media and I came across through the United Way of Cass and Clay County right here locally. They shared a statistic that talked about people who are experiencing homelessness or just instability in their their home and, and what home life looked like, plus being able to keep a job consistently. They said one of the number one barriers to holding a job and then, which also affects them being able to pay rent and have a place to live, is what? Transportation. And so as I think about those two things, and I think, wow, we've got two organizations who in our community are meeting needs of people, and wow, we can be a part of standing in that gap. We can be a part of volunteering. 
What an easy thing to do to help more people have transportation, which helps them hold down a job, which helps them have a home to go to. And so I was so thrilled. And when it comes to Serve Sunday on June 25th, we're gonna support Fix It Forward. But if you wanna learn more about cars, little plug, don't wait until June 25th. Go ahead and look up Fix It Forward, start volunteering, and how can we be a part of change in our community? As I already said, hey, we're in week number three of, uh, we are in week number three of Lead the Way. Um, simply put, this series is about leading more like Jesus. Leading more like Jesus in our homes, at work, and today in our community. So what do I mean by community? I mean the very community that we work, live, and play in. I mean the places that we go, our neighborhoods and neighbors our schools and, and our teachers, our hospitals and our doctors and our nurses, our child care centers and child care providers, our colleges and all the students. It's all of us who make up this very community. So that's the community that I'm talking about. And today, I wanna talk about leading the way, so leading like Jesus in our community for two reasons. Two reasons. Number one, I want us to keep being a people who will serve our local community with no strings attached. I want us to keep being people who will say like, we will be available and we will serve and we're not asking for anything back. We just wanna give and we wanna give and we wanna give. That if there's a specific need, we'll say yes to that and we will give and be available with no strings attached. Number two, I want us to lead the way in transforming our community proactively. What do I mean by that? I mean that we're gonna get ahead of it. We're gonna get ahead of some of the, the issues and the concerns of our community and we're gonna be proactive, have proactive approaches. And here's the thing that I want us to understand is that those two reasons are great reasons to talk about leading the way in our community. But did you know that we can serve with no strings attached and we can lead the way in transforming our community proactively without Jesus. Like we can do both of those things and we can do those things apart from Jesus. And on the surface, we could say like, we did it. Great job, friends. We helped. Uh, serve with no strings attached and we help transform our community proactively. And we could do that and it might not change us and it might not do everything that Jesus would want it to do because the fact is, friends, we can be good people. We can do morally good things. But there's a difference between doing it our way and leading out of our own, and leading God's way, and leading like Jesus. And so I wanna challenge us to realize today that serving the way, because when it, we talk about leading the way and leading in our community, I'm gonna talk about service. I'm gonna talk about what it looks like to serve in our local community, to make our community a place that is a better place to live and work and play in. And when we talk about leading the way, Jesus' way through service, that is different than just doing good for someone or something. It's different. 
And I'm going to talk about what it looks like to do it with Jesus and how we can do that. And so Dallas Willard, he was a friend to many. He was a philosopher. He was a reformer of the church community. And his life was all about helping others understand that their personal transformation is what leads to larger change. So he spent his entire life research and all the things that he poured his life into was all about this idea that our personal transformation, when we are changed by Jesus, that's what leads to larger change on a larger scale. Here's what he had to say about serving. He said, most people fail to serve because they have a sense of a scarcity in their lives. Out of their scarcity, they refuse to serve because they're worried that if they serve someone else, there won't be enough left for them. Have you ever been there? Have you ever been in that kind of season where you just felt like, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough resources. I don't have enough. I can't because I don't have enough. And what Dallas goes on to say is he said, we can serve only out of abundance. Why does he say that? He said, because Jesus had that abundance because he knew his father had given him all things and he knew where he came from and where he was going. Friends, we gotta hang on to that. What, what Dallas Willard is saying in that is he's saying that, hey, when you know your identity in Jesus, when you're secure in your identity in Jesus, he was explaining that Jesus knew what his mission was here on earth. He knew his purpose, and he knew that his identity was a son of God. And he knew that when his mission and purpose was done on earth, when he died and he rose again, he was gonna go and be with his father again. And so he was solid in that. And because of that, he could serve out of abundance. And abundance sounds like more. Abundance sounds like there's always gonna be more that you can believe that there's gonna be enough resources, that there will be enough, and that with Jesus, there will be an abundance beyond what you could even imagine. Author Stephen Covey, he coined the term abundance mindset in his best-selling book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And according to Covey, to have an abundance mindset is to believe that the world is full of enough resources and time for you to accomplish your goals. But what so often happens, friends, way too often for way too many of us is that when it comes to the reality of our lives, even if we have the heart to serve, even if we understand this abundance mindset, but we, we haven't practiced living in it consistently, this this opportunity and this lifestyle of living as a servant, it actually falls to the bottom of the priority list because we don't think that we have enough time to serve. We don't think we have the right talent or the right gift. We don't think we have enough money or resources. We simply live in scarcity, believing that there isn't enough. And when we serve out of scarcity, when we serve out of ab obligation, like I have to, 
I have to do this or I have to do that. When we serve out of guilt, when we serve out of shame, like maybe there's something in our story that we're trying to like rewrite the story, which there's some positivity to that. But at times, if we don't know our whole story, we're trying to fill voids and fill things with the wrong motive. And friends, when we do that, we're serving for us. We're serving for us so that we can get something out of it. We're not serving for the other person or the other, peop- the other people, part of the organization. And so what I'm gonna challenge us to think about today is that in order to lead the way, lead Jesus's way in our community, we first must understand our personal motivation for serving. We've gotta get real honest and authentic and real with our own personal motivation for serving. So the question I will challenge us with today is how can we serve out of our love for Jesus? How can we serve out of our love for Jesus, which leads to abundance more consistently, which leads to being focused on other people more than focused on ourselves, which leads to seeing people. So I I chose a story in the New Testament, and it's the story of Jesus, and, and it's a I'm gonna unpack that a little bit. Jesus comes on the scene and, and a lot of people know about him so they wanna be around him and so this huge crowd gathers. So think about it, if you've ever been to a concert and like whatever concert you're going to, if, if the person that's on stage comes off the stage and then everybody gathers around that person because they just wanna like touch their guitar or, or touch their, their leather jacket. <laughs> think about that. This is, this is the image that's going on in this story is Jesus is going and there's a huge crowd around Jesus. And he's on his way because someone came to him, a man came to him and he's like, my daughter's really sick and I need you to heal her. Will you please come, come quickly. And so Jesus is on his way to that. He's on his way to heal a young girl. And on the way, here's what we read in Luke 8, it's 43 through 48 and it says this, In 43, and a woman was there, she was part of the crowd, who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years, but no one could heal her. And so what this woman had gone through is she was struggling with bleeding, and because she was struggling with that in this culture and in in this time, they, they would call her unclean and they would cast her out. They wouldn't pay any attention to her. They would think that something was really wrong with her because of what they believed to be true about religion. And so she, she would have been really desperate. Have you ever been to, at a place in your life where you just needed help for something? And like for a long time, nobody was able to help you? Maybe today you come and you need healing in something and you've just felt like oh, nothing has worked. This is where this woman was at. She's like, nobody can help me. I've been bleeding for years. And beyond that, then I'm not noticed by anybody. Nobody pays attention to me. Nobody sees me. And so this woman is in the crowd and in verse 44 it says, she came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak and immediately her bleeding stopped. And then in 45 it says, who touched me, Jesus asked. 
And when they all denied it, Peter said, Master, the people are crowding and pressing against you. Peter's basically saying like, hey, everybody's crowding around you. Like, we gotta go. Like, we're headed towards healing someone else. Like, why are you stopping, Jesus? Like, this crowd is getting to be too much. We have to keep going. And then it says, but Jesus said, someone touched me. I know that power has gone out of me. And then the woman, seeing that she could not go unnoticed, came trembling and fell at his feet. And in the presence of all the people, she told why she had touched him and how she had been instantly healed. And then Jesus said to her daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. Your faith has healed you. Go in peace. See, I believe it's one thing to kind of read through that story and have a picture of what it must have been like. But what we're gonna do in just a moment is we're gonna watch about a three minute clip and it's from the TV show, The Chosen. And if you've never watched The Chosen, it's a fabulous, fabulous TV show uh, with I think three seasons or so and, and it depicts Jesus' life and ministry. And they follow along with scripture so incredibly well It's executed really well from a theatrical perspective. And it's amazing to think, just a side note, that this, The Chosen, has all been crowdfunded. And so it's incredible to think how that in itself has been impacting people so much that they're giving back to it so more people can see and hear about the hope of Jesus. And so as we watch this clip, here's what I want you to pay attention to. I want you to pay attention to how did Jesus lead the way? How did he lead the way and where? And then I want you to feel, like put yourself in some feelings, like can you feel the love? Where do you feel Jesus' unconditional love as you watch this clip? Take a look. Do you recognize how Jesus stopped? He had somewhere to be. And it wasn't like it wasn't important where he was headed. He had a 12-year-old girl whose dad was asking that his daughter be healed. And so he had a place to go. He had a crowd around him that was trying to get his attention and, and trying to be around him. And a woman touched his cloak just ever so gently and he stopped everything. He stopped everything. And did you notice how when he knelt down, did you notice how her face was down? She didn't feel worthy to be in his presence. And in that moment, Jesus said, look up. Look up. That's called love. How did Jesus serve this woman? He served her in two ways. He served her by being available. He was available. He stopped where he was headed. He stopped the crowd. And he waited until the person stepped forward to say who she was. He made himself available in the second way. He saw her value and her worth. He let her know that she is worthy He let her know that she is valuable and he let her know that 
She is well loved. Friends, his presence changed everything in her life. Her faith and her belief that Jesus has that kind of power, that Jesus has the kind of authority to heal, changed her forever. And that's the exact kind of love that Jesus invites us to serve and love with today. See, when we're serving with Jesus, we have a clear understanding of why we are doing it. We are serving out of our love for Jesus. We're not serving out of our guilt, out of our obligation. We're not even serving out of our, I'll use this phrase that's probably not a phrase, like not enoughness. What I mean by that is sometimes we, we navigate this life thinking that we're not enough. And so in order to fill that, we try to fill it in a ton of ways. And so we serve out of that. And you wanna know what? Like we're never gonna be enough. That's why we need Jesus. And when we serve with Jesus at the center of our life, knowing our identity and our purpose and our mission on his behalf that he has called us to, and we serve out of that, out of that kind of love, we see people differently. When we serve out of that kind of love, we show up to our life expecting that God's gonna do something holy, that God's gonna do something more than any of us could do on our own, that God's gonna take our gifts and our talents and our resources, whatever that might be, and when we offer that to him and we offer it out of love and our motivation is because we love Jesus, I will offer this to the world. And he takes it and he multiplies it over and over again because we get to expect that abundance is about to happen when we serve out of the love of Jesus instead of serving out of obligation or guilt or I have to or I need to. It's a whole different mindset, friends. And it changes people when we serve out of the love of Jesus because he has all the power to change people forever. And so how can we serve out of our love for Jesus? Number one, we can be available. We can be available. How often do you find yourself running late? Anybody else? At times, are you running late? Are you running late to go pick up a child? Are you running late to that meeting at the office? Are you running late to grab lunch with a friend? And on the way, have you ever been disrupted along the way? And there's one kind of distraction or disruption, and that's some of our own stuff, but when it's Jesus, we know it, don't we? Maybe you've driven on your way to work, and, and you're trying to get there at a certain time, and, and you see one of your neighbor kids is walking to school, and it's negative 10, and there's something in you, something in your spirit that's like, hey, I gotta, I gotta swing back around and I gotta go pick him up and I gotta bring him to school. There's just a, a Holy Spirit moment, a thought that flies through your head and sometimes you lean into that and sometimes you just keep going on with your day. Have you ever been at the grocery store and, and it doesn't matter who it is, but every once in a while you just look, you look in an aisle or, or you look at the cashier line and, and there's something just all of a sudden, something 
Your intuition and your spirit or a thought comes through your mind and says you should pay for that person or that family's groceries. And immediately following that is all the reasons why you shouldn't. Like that would be so awkward and, and I don't know how to go tell that person and, and all the while we're missing serving out of the love of Jesus. Because when we believe in abundance, when we believe in being available in the midst of our everyday life, Jesus wants to use us to serve other people. Have you ever been there where maybe you've been out to eat at a restaurant and a waiter or waitress came and, and there was something in you that's like, you know they're having a hard day. And instead of complaining and saying how awful the service is, there's something in you that says, not today. And there's something that says like, I should ask them if I can pray for them. But you're too embarrassed because who does that? And when you feel that, because it's going to happen and it's happened to me before too, when you feel that, will you remember the story that you just watched? Will you remember the moment that, that Jesus just got face to face with that woman? And he was going to do anything to stop and be available for that woman so she could understand that her worth isn't in herself, her worth isn't in her circumstance, that her worth is in her love for Jesus. And friends, when you and I decide to follow Jesus, the mission that he has called us to is to go out and share his love with the world. And as a follower of Jesus, it is not someone else's job to serve the people who come across your life. It's yours and it's mine. And it's what we get to do for people when we love Jesus. The second way that we can serve out of our love for Jesus is to see people. We can see people. The other thing that I know so quickly happens is that maybe when we look at somebody, we might be quick to judge. And I wonder what it would look like or sound like if hundreds of us decided to shift and get a lot more curious about people's stories ask people questions about their life and see their value and their purpose because that's who Jesus is. Jesus is someone of love that sees all people and he died for every single one of us. He died for every single person who lives and breathes in this local community and in this world. And it is our role as followers of Jesus to see people the way Jesus sees people. Sometimes we get in our own way, don't we? We make it about things it's not. And we forget that God has called us to lead the way in our community. And we don't get permission to just put whatever we want out on social media because we're a follower of Jesus. And so as followers of Jesus, we, we hold an authority and a power that is within us every single day, 24-7, Shocker, news alert, it's not just for Sunday morning. And that's me included, friends. It isn't just for when the lights are shining bright. It's for every space that we enter into that has other people in it, 
where God has called us to love and to serve in this local community. And so I do wanna take a moment to celebrate our church family. I wanna celebrate how we have led the way as a church family to love and serve this community. If you've been around for a while, we are in the middle of a, a vision called Stand, to stand for changed lives and future generations and transform community. And we get to stand for so many people in our community. And because of your faithfulness, here's some things we've been able to do. And this is just a couple that if you've been around, you've heard about it already. But I want to share again that we've been able to be a part of attendance pantries that are incentives that help families and students get to school. When we give these supplies, which we've been freely giving supplies to these three schools, then when their family and when these kids get to school, they get a punch card and when they get so many punches, their family has access to get these supplies for free because of your generosity. We've given financial curriculum into the high schools, into the majority of the high schools in our city. And the last time we reported this, there were 500 students who had taken the class. We got a new report last week and 675 students locally have been impacted by the financial curriculum that you invested into our high schools. That's incredible. Thank you so much for that. And then a couple uh, weeks ago, as we celebrated Stand, as we celebrated people going public with their faith through baptism, then many people stepped forward and, and gave a Stand commitment financially. And I wanna celebrate that. Uh, friends, we had 78 new commitments to Stand and 38% of those are first-time givers. Woo, can you give it up for that group? Every single one of those people and families took a step of faith. And 38% of them for the very first time said, God, I'm gonna trust you in this area of finances. And I'm praying for every single person. I'm praying for every person and I'm praying for every person who's trusting God in this area, who's taking a step of faith. It's so incredible. And then there were hundreds of people who made stand commitments well over a year ago. And 61 of those commitments uh, officially said they will finish strong over that stand weekend. And 19 of those commitments said, we're gonna increase our giving because God's asking us to do that. Can we give it up for those families? Thank you so much. And here's why it matters that we celebrate that because every single one of those numbers represents a person whose life is being changed by Jesus, whose life is being transformed because you're trusting Jesus more in all areas of your life. And friends, because of your generosity, when another school calls us and says, can you start an attendance pantry here? We can say yes because of your generosity. When next year rolls around and the high school say, can you pay for this financial curriculum in our school again? We can say yes because of your generosity. And friends, when we pour together, the impact that we can have together is phenomenal. And we're gonna continue to do more and more things through Stand. You're gonna hear about that through the summer and in the fall. And I love that we get to do this together. And as we think about what it looks like to stand for this local community as individuals. I wanna close with this thought because it's, yes, our church as a whole 
Friends, we're doing a great job, which means we are doing a great job. And I wanna challenge us as individuals that when we serve out of anything else but the love of Jesus, we are out of alignment. We're out of alignment. And the way to get back in alignment is to listen to what Jesus has to say because guess what? We aren't the only ones who have been out of alignment. Even the people who walk closest with Jesus, his closest followers, the disciples, they got out of alignment every once in a while. And here's one of those quick stories as we close today. In Luke 22, 24 through 27, it says this, a dispute also arose among them, that's the disciples, as to which of them was considered to be the greatest. Isn't that kind of funny? It's like they're having an argument about, oh no, Jesus, I'm better. Oh no, Jesus, I'm the best follower. I'm the best leader of this group. They're arguing about who's the greatest. It's kind of like if you have siblings and you're saying like, I'm the favorite and everybody knows. And if you don't know who it is, maybe it's you, but maybe it's someone else. In verse 25, Jesus says to them, the kings of the Gentiles lord it over them. And those who exercise authority over them call themselves benefactors. What Jesus was saying in that is he's saying all your context for leadership is is by these kings that lead a kingdom. See, many people thought when Jesus came on the scene that he would come as a king. And he was born as a humble baby. And they didn't quite understand why that was. And here's what Jesus said. He said, you're not to be like the kings who ruled over a kingdom. Don't be like that. Instead, the greatest among you should be like the youngest and the one who rules like the one who serves. For who is greater, the one who is at the table or the one who serves? For who is greater, the one who's at the table or the one who serves? Is it not the one who is at the table? But I am among you as one who serves. What is Jesus really saying? What Jesus was really saying is that the world's system of leadership is very different than the leadership in God's kingdom. See, at times, worldly leaders are often selfish and arrogant as they fight their way to the top, but among followers of Jesus, the leader is to be the one who serves the best. The leader is to be the one who serves the best. Jesus showed his closest followers the way to lead was to serve. And do you wanna know how Jesus served each and every one of us? He gave his life up for us on a cross. And he died a brutal death. And then he rose again three days later so that we could have life and we could have life to the full. And when we believe in him and we, when we place our faith and trust in him, we can serve out of that love into this world. We can give that love out to other people. And we can believe that there is an abundance of it, that that love will never run out because we are serving out of our love for Jesus. And the way that we'll know if, if it's out of our own ability and talent and our own stuff or if it's the Jesus way is if it's short-term and fleeting and it comes and goes, that's when we know it's us. That's when we know it's us. But if it's long-lasting and it sticks and it stays and it changes people and it changes generations, we know that it's Jesus. And we know that we're following his way. But we get to choose. We get to choose. Are we gonna lead the way at work, at home, in our community, our own way? Because we can. 
or are we gonna lead the Jesus way? Let me say a prayer for us. God, thank you for today and thank you for these people. I pray right now if there's anyone who, who wants to receive the message of your life, for, that you gave your life so that we could have life, Jesus, if anyone needs to put their faith and trust in you, that right now they would just simply admit that they've been walking apart from you, they believe Jesus died and they wanna commit to live the rest of their life for you. That just in the quietness of their own heart, they receive that message and they say yes to placing their faith and trust with you from this day forward. And God, I pray for all of us who are followers of Jesus that today we're reminded that our place is of a servant. Our place is, of leadership and our place of giving comes from a place of servanthood. And God, we thank you for that. We thank you that you gave us your son, Jesus, to help us understand what the picture of that looked like. We love you so much and we thank you for who you are and who you are to us. We pray all this in your name, amen, amen. Thank you for listening. A special thanks to those of you who give generously to Prairie Heights. It's because of you that this ministry is possible. You can click the link in the description to give now or visit prairieheights.com give for more information. And if you've enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe, share it with your friends, or even take a screenshot and share it on your social media and tag us at Prairie Heights. Thanks for listening and God bless.